More OECD data paints an unfavourable picture for this country as South Korea ranks third among 46 OECD nations in terms of economic loss as a result of environmental pollution over the past two decades. So in this case, you don't want to be high up the list. Only Turkey and India have fared worse and it suggests we might have enjoyed a far better economic performance but for environmental damage. Let's bring in Mr Niels Axel Prathen, Principal Administrator of the Environment directorate at the OECD, which of course is a group of developed nations. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. So first, can you share with us uh, what you were seeking to do with this Green Growth Indicators 2017 report? Well, this report presents a selection of updated and some new indicators that illustrate the progress that the OECD and G20 countries have made since the 1990s in areas related to green growth. Um, the integrators presented span four main uh, dimensions of green growth, environmental productivity, the natural asset base, the environmental quality of life, and economic opportunities and policies related to green growth. And the main conclusion is that countries are progressing too slowly on green growth. While there are some signs of greening growth, most countries show progress just in one or two areas and little progress in the others. So much greater efforts across the board are needed. What about, though, the gap between those who fared best and worst? Definitely a large gap between them. Uh, some countries clearly do better than others in, in, in this sense. And countries that have put an emphasis on innovation have tended to do better than some of the other countries we are covering. And, you know, I mentioned 46 OECD nations. We, we don't often use a figure that high when we talk about developed nations. How did you add extra countries to the list? We have also covered G20 countries, uh, not members of the OECD in, in this report. Right, okay. And so we were third in terms of economic loss, and we, many of us, will be aware of at least some level of environmental pollution around us, particularly in the air. Can you address for us the implications of that for this country? There are some losses that directly uh, affect GDP, uh, losses related to uh, reduced productivity of uh, workers or people at their work. There are losses in uh, agricultural productivity because of environmental conditions, etc. But in a wider economic sense, if you take into account the suffering of people uh, related, for instance, to air pollution, Mm. and to the premature deaths that air pollution is causing, then you come up with much larger figures than if you only look at the impact directly on GDP. Can you address a little bit further the consequences we're facing um, that, that are holding us back, but for this situation around the environment? Well, the fact is that air pollution, for example, is causing a large number of premature deaths. Uh, the 
latest data from the so-called Global Burden of Disease Studies indicate that in South Korea, uh, some 19,000 people die in, uh, prematurely in 2015 due to diseases that were caused by air pollution. And certainly this represents a very important uh, loss in well-being for, for Korean people in, in your case. And people would certainly have been willing to pay a large amount of money to have avoided those premature deaths. And yeah. that is one of the indicators that we illustrate in this Green Growth Indicators book. I just wanted to ask on the flip side of this, though, whether some of the environmental damage is actually the consequence of the rapid economic growth that we did enjoy before in this country, the industrialization quickly in the, in the wake of the Korean War, and whether we need to be a little more understanding on ourselves. I, I think certainly that is the case, yes. You, you, you have had a very important uh, growth in GDP and in GDP per capita. We have had increased labor productivity, but it has come at the cost uh, to the environment. You have had increasing levels of pollution. You have very high concentrations of PM2, very small particles that can penetrate into the uh, lungs of people and cause a number of illnesses and, mm. and unfortunately uh, premature deaths. And so far, in, in spite of very high concentrations of pollution in Korea, you haven't had very, very high mortalities thus far. But that is in part because you have a very young population. But this population is now aging, and our studies indicate that you could be facing rapidly increasing costs in terms of premature deaths in the coming years as your population is aging and elderly people are more vulnerable to air pollution than young people. And uh, unless you manage to uh, control the air pollution levels much better than what is the case at present, your welfare costs could increase significantly in the coming years. Yeah, some confusing trends there for people to get their heads round this idea of a young population that we keep getting told is rapidly aging uh, and, and will be heading in that direction, as you've correctly pointed out. The other one being that we did enjoy an economic miracle, as they call it, after the Korean War, but possibly at the cost of economic development and much more going forward for the reasons you've just explained. What about what we can yet do? Uh, pushing forward in the area of renewable energy, we discussed uh, this uh, on the show recently that Korea ranked 45th in terms of the use of renewables. That's not really where we want to be. No, uh, it's not. Uh, your high usage of coal in your energy system certainly is contributing both to CO2 emissions and to air pollution. I would certainly 
like to have seen a higher share of renewables in your energy supply system than what is the case today. But it's then very important to apply the uh, most cost-effective policies to achieve such an increase in the share of renewables. So, for example, you have recently introduced an emission trading system for greenhouse gases. Mm. If you strengthened that system significantly, that would induce an increased share of renewables in your energy energy system, and that would be a much more efficient way to go about it than, for instance, to provide various types of subsidies to promote uh, deployment of renewables in such a way. Thank you again, Mr. Brathen. Great to have you on the line. Thank you. My pleasure. Mr. Nils Axel Brathen of the OECD.